Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Ladies and gentlemen, the 30-minute intro continues. Rule number one, don't come into my bar and complain about the fucking intro, okay? Listen, by the way, who's serving drinks here tonight? Does anybody, does anybody know who's serving drinks? Where's the bartender? What is going on in this place? Hold on, hold oh. There's no bartender here. What are you talking about? Who's serving drinks at the venue? I'm not serving drinks in your venue. Hold on one second. This dude is calling me. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my venue. I'm still currently in Las Vegas at the at, at the Pearl watching Rampage, bro. You're watching. <laughs> oh my god, man. You, you're watching Rampage. Of course. Rampage is great. Yo, did they uh did they silence the Jericho booze in NDAs tonight? No, stupid. They 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 just kind of just ignored the whole thing and Jericho had a match with Ned Seidel for some fucking reason. Don't know why. And it was good. It was good. There was no there was no negative reaction. If there was, they managed to drown it out somehow. I don't know how. All right, listen, man. There's a, there's a line out the door here, man. I got people asking for beer. I got people asking for uh, cocktails. I, I don't know what you're doing watching Rampage. I'm going to have to fire you, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dock your pay. Let me ask those people, what was the last time they saw me at the venue on a Friday? Uh, I don't know, like three months ago? Prime employee. Three months ago? You were here for collision. On Saturday. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. The tribal chief show up. Now, how many how many people you got over there watching Rampage, man? What is it? Like six people watching Rampage now? No, I'm up to hold on. 57, mofo. Oh god. Uh, you know what? Uh, listen. You you go you go watch your uh your prime time wrestling over there, Rampage. Who's who, who's wrestling right now, man? Some uh, indie I nobody? I get I get Darby versus Jeff. I got the future of the company versus the next DUI poster, probably. All right, that's, 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 that sounds fantastic. I can't say nothing, man. I got canceled too many times this week already. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Uh, everybody, don't forget JD is live right now. We'll be done here the next 10 minutes. Go to this clown's channel and finish up over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they know that already. Half of them came over here already during the intro, okay? Yeah, pretty much, I know. Yeah, all right. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. This fucking guy. I can't believe this fucking...
fucking guy, man. Listen, man, I'm putting up, I'm putting up a fucking application on LinkedIn, man. I need, I need a new bartender. I, I can't take this shit no more, man. You know what? Let's go upstairs, man. Let's have some fun tonight. This fucking guy. I can't stand this guy. Jesus Christ. You gotta be kidding me, man. That's ridiculous. Nobody's serving drinks here, man. We got Jason Barker dropping a hundred dollar bomb already. You know, he's he's buying rounds for everybody. This fucking guy's bragging about 57 viewers over. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I tell you what, man. He's a fucking comedian over there. Jason Barker with a $100 super chat. What's up, JD? Just wanted to say great spaces earlier today with Drew and everybody got to speak. Pete Dunn is back. I want to say 7 out of 10 show. Storylines were furthered. Things were way too scattered on the show, though. And things could have been consolidated. Jason, I apologize, man. I thought I saw you in the chat. We'll get you involved next time, man. I'm sure that's not going to be the last spaces that Drew and I do, but that was a good time, man. We had, that was probably our largest spaces to date, legitimately set up in 20 minutes, and we had almost 700 people in there, man. So uh, I appreciate everybody that showed up tonight, and I appreciate you guys here, man, joining me for the Friday night SmackDown. Oh, there he is, man. Look, he left his own venue to come to the only venue that matters, man. Look at this fucking guy, man. Listen, man, we're not serving tacos tonight. It's not Taco Friday, okay? Thank you guys for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be. SmackDown tonight. Let's get down to business, man. Enough of the fun and games. SmackDown tonight. You know, it wasn't a bad show. It wasn't a bad show by any stretch. You know, I just... I'm just ready for the Royal Rumble. I really am just ready for the Royal Rumble. And I'm ready to just party. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be here, I'm going to be grounded, I'm going to be at home, and we're going to be doing the uh, Rumble post-show, obviously, here from the venue, and uh, it's going to be great, but I think we're all ready for the Royal Rumble, especially after the news this, this morning or this afternoon that Seth Rollins is injured. Now, I had originally planned to talk about this tonight, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys an actual video on it because I was watching SmackDown and I went over all of the possible outcomes, all the possible winners of the Royal Rumble and every outcome that could potentially be for Seth Rollins and that World Heavyweight Championship if he has to vacate the championship. We don't know what is going to happen. We don't know if that is going to be the case. We will find out on Monday. All I will say is this in regards to Seth Rollins, and I'm sure everybody's going to have their say and everybody's going to have their opinion. WWE needs to let us know. They can't shroud this in secrecy. They can't prolong an announcement. They got all weekend. You got 72 hours 
to give us an, an answer or a situation. WWE absolutely needs to announce on Monday what is going on. Is Rollins going to be holding the championship and waiting this out? Is he going to compete at WrestleMania? Or is he vacating the title and what will happen with that championship? They need to tell us Monday. Is it going to be on the line in the Royal Rumble? Or is it going to be competed or contested for inside the Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia? Done. And then at that point, we'll have a much clearer road to who is going to be the World's Heavyweight Champion going into WrestleMania. But that's exactly what they need to do. But right now, we're going to wait. And the fun is talking about the what-ifs. That's the fun of it. So we'll be talking about the what-ifs on the special extra that I do tomorrow. We'll uh, do an off-the-script tomorrow, and we will talk about the potential outcomes for Seth Rollins. Uh, Yes, the diagnosis is right now that if everything goes according to plan and plays out timeline-wise, Seth Rollins could realistically... Wrestle at WrestleMania, make WrestleMania, and still defend the championship against CM Punk. That's the rumored match. He tore his MCL, and he partially torn his meniscus. It's not his ACL. If it was his ACL, he'd be out nine months. So right now, from where we sit right now on January 22nd, would be Monday Night Raw. There is about... What is it, two months, eight weeks almost? Eight weeks of recovery time here? He could make WrestleMania if he wants to. That's not going to be up to him, though. It's going to be a company decision. It's going to be a Paul Levesque decision. Do you want to risk further injury? Or do you want to make sure he's 100% and maybe do this some other time when he's ready to go? So that's all I'll say on it now. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I got all my notes planned out, and uh, we'll give you a banger tomorrow. And that should be uploaded for all of my members tonight before you guys uh, wake up in the morning, and then it goes live for everybody else tomorrow afternoon. Other than that, SmackDown was, again, a very formulaic show. Wasn't bad by any means. Atlanta brought the heat. It was a hot crowd. We got some notable... Things that happened on the show tonight. Roman Reigns was back. He did sign the contract for the Fatal 4-Way. I thought the opening segment with everybody signing the contract, except Roman Reigns, was a very well-done segment. Nick Aldis is absolutely killing it as general manager. And I know I stated weeks ago that Nick Aldis and the character that he's playing on TV... Maybe we get Nick Aldis into a WrestleMania match. Maybe we do Randy Orton versus Nick Aldis. But Randy Orton right now, I don't know what they do with him at WrestleMania and what they have planned for him creatively for WrestleMania. Nick Aldis seemingly has SmackDown in his grip and he's doing everything he possibly can to stop the bloodline from taking advantage when they seek to take advantage. He seems to be out for the bloodline, just like Randy Orton is, just like LA Knight is, and just like AJ Styles is. 
So he's basically on their side here. He doesn't want anything to do with the bloodline. He wants to stop the bloodline before they get ahead of themselves. And I don't know what is going to come out of that. But you guys know where I stand with Roman Reigns. WrestleMania should be his end goal. Cody Rhodes should win the world championship at WrestleMania. And then we move on from this title reign because it's not good creatively if we continue this further past WrestleMania. I don't want another absentee champion for another four months. I don't want it. I think the television show will suffer. I think we need a full-time champion. And I think now the majority of the fans are absolutely on that side. And I tried to explain that. Everybody took it out of context. But that's what needs to happen. We need Roman Reigns to drop the championship at WrestleMania to Cody Rhodes. It will not be to The Rock. The Rock is a supporting player here. The Rock and Roman realistically should happen at the Elimination Chamber. If we don't do it at the Chamber, I don't believe I'm talking about this again. We either do a big double main event or we do a triple threat match, which I don't really see the, I don't really see the desire in that triple threat match. Who's Cody going to pin The Rock? No. Cody should pin Roman. So that's where that is. I mean, everything we get now, up until then, is just whatever. It's boring. He's not dropping the title to Randy. He's not dropping the title to LA Knight. AJ Styles is not uh, pinning Roman Reigns. He's not beating Roman. But that contract signing was fun. It was a fun segment. I just don't know where they're going with Nick Aldis. I don't know what they're doing with the rest of these guys going into WrestleMania. WWE took a year and a half, but finally got it done. Pete Dunn is back. Legitimately, his name is Pete Dunn. The Bruiserweight is back. And he's back on TV. He's with Tyler Bate. And they are a damn good tag team. Love it. Somewhere Vince McMahon was yelling into his pillow. I don't believe that son-in-law, Bruce. Good. If you didn't think this was coming, you knew Triple H was going to change this man's name. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. After that vignette last week, I thought we'd get a couple of weeks of a tease at least. Man, they went right for the fucking kill tonight. They're like, nah, nah, we'll do it this week. Let's get it over. I can't stand looking at Butch. And that's basically all that happened on SmackDown. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you about SmackDown, man. There really wasn't anything else important on SmackDown. Did they set up other mini storylines going into next week? Sure. But they're not going to divulge too much because next week is the Royal Rumble. And as soon as the Royal Rumble's over, then we get the ball rolling. So right now, we're just going into it. We're cruise control into the Royal Rumble. We got some storylines playing out. We got the LWO. We got Legato Del Fantasma. We got the women's tag team titles on the line tonight and then on the line again next week against the Kabuki Warriors. Katana and Kaden will be defending those titles against Asuka and Kairi Sane next week. So some things were set up. The final testaments, Karrion Cross and the Authors of Pain, they will confront... The Pride, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits next week. So it's not like things were not set up. 
It's basically WWE in cruise control right now on their way to the Royal Rumble, and that's basically what SmackDown was tonight. And you're going to get more of the same next week. Not that it's bad. It's just I think we're all ready for the Royal Rumble to take place. Thank you guys very much for all of your support, man. We had one hell of a week here, man. One hell of a week. I don't mean that in a good way. But I thank you guys for joining me here on this Friday night. I thank everybody that has supported this show. You guys are awesome. Follow me on social media. At JD from NY206. That's X, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. We fulfilled one hell of a cameo today, man. A 24-hour request for my guy, Nikki Boy, who turned 35 years old. Happy birthday, Nikki. Enjoy that one. Make sure you guys follow on the socials. It's going to be a busy weekend, going into a busy week. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. We got more coming this weekend. And I don't know, man. I feel uh, I feel extra saucy. You guys might be getting a double dose of Tuesday Night Titans during your week. You didn't hear it from me, though. How would you guys feel about a morning show from TNT? Two times a week. I don't know, man. So, sounds like a good idea to me, right? I mean, I mean, I mean the audience on Tuesday is nearing 3,000 every episode, man. I, I think maybe we should... Maybe it's time to expand. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. Try for 1,000 likes tonight on the SmackDown post. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. Become like Jason Barker. Donated $100. We love Jason. Do not become like Bell Rainette. Oh, actually, no, no, not Bell Rainette. Bell, Bell donated $10. Do not become like uh, slow but not stupid. Don't be slow but not stupid. Which I'm not reading your Super Chat, by the way. Thanks for the $2. I'll put that towards my Starbucks coffee. Bell, we love you, Bell. With the $10 Super Chat. And get those memberships in, man. Hit that join button down below. Turn on the notifications. All that good shit. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Magic Mind. Magic Mind. Click the link in the description. And make sure you guys go get yours today. Has anyone seen this YouTube video of some clown saying he shut JD down? Uh, Hologram, uh, I would like to investigate this video, bro. Send it to me in the DMs. Nobody shutting me down. Nobody has shut me down. And it's going to be one hell of a week next week, man, for the Royal Rumble. You just see and wait. Let's get into SmackDown tonight, man. Man, Jesse's in the chat. 
talking to you guys, but he's not here making my drink. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Anyway, SmackDown started off with the contract signing Fatal 4-Way. That will take place at the Royal Rumble. Nick Aldis. He was in the middle of the ring. By the way, uh, this is your daily Kevin Patrick sucks reminder. Just throwing that out there. And also, we love Kayla Braxton. Just throwing that out there as well. Some nasty, nasty, nasty shit going around about Kayla Braxton, man. Some real scum of the earth people. So we love Kayla. Nick Aldis stood in the middle of the ring and introduced the contract signing for the Royal Rumble main event title match. I wonder if it will be the main event. I wonder if it will be the main event, man. I don't know what's going on as far as match order for the Royal Rumble, but I heard some people rumblings and grumblings about the match order saying that this fatal four-way might actually end the show. So we'll see what happens there. He introduced AJ Styles first. Styles entered the ring to his music. He immediately said nothing. He just signed the contract. Styles, he does not fuck around. Signed the contract. He didn't even want to say none. Just take my signature. I'll see you at Tampa. LA Knight, he marched to the ring. He signed the contract. Said nothing. Out comes Randy Orton. And he's in the ring. He says nothing but interrupted by Paul Heyman. He stepped out from the back and Heyman said, well, they just arrived and haven't had time to submit the contract to an attorney yet. So therefore, unfortunately, Roman Reigns will not sign that contract this evening. Aldis then says, all right, all right, listen. You know, I just want to be clear. Roman Reigns isn't signing the contract, correct? And Paul Heyman said, yeah, he's not signing the contract. We got to get it to our lawyer. So, Paul, that's absolutely fine. He doesn't have to sign the contract. So Heyman was about to leave. He turns around and is about to walk out up the aisle and into the back. Aldis said, well, listen, Paul, I got three signatures here on the contract So you know what I'm going to do? I'll just make this a triple threat match for the vacated undisputed World Heavyweight Championship. Paul Heyman, he turned right around pretty quickly. He marched to the ring. Fans started chanting, Randy, Randy. Randy's not winning the title, geeks. He's not winning the title. Heyman stepped onto the ring apron, put his arm on. Nick Aldis, I care deeply about you. I halfway expect and admire the mediocre job that you've done as the SmackDown executive in charge of the show. He says he looks really good while doing his job in these wannabe custom Paul Heyman suits you're wearing. He said no matter how good you look, though, there's no way you can sell that to the board of directors or the fans in Atlanta or the tribal chief who calls the shots here on SmackDown. He said Roman will defend his title at the Royal Rumble, but only in a one-on-one match. L.A. Knight yelled at Paul Heyman, Will you shut the hell up? Seriously, shut up. Before I cut the slab of bacon off your back. Meaning Paul Heyman's fat. 
He said he had Reigns' shoulders pinned at Crown Jewel, and then Jimmy saved him. He then threatened Paul Heyman and said, two Johnny-come-latelys here in AJ Styles and Randy Orton have arrived and inserted themselves into the match. That should be mine. Styles then interrupted and said, well, LA Knight just doesn't seem to get it. He said the bloodline tried to end his career, and then he walked over his body to get the title match against Reigns, and then you lost. He told Knight he's lucky to even be in this match. Knight said if anyone has a horseshoe up there, Keister. I don't know who's saying Keister in 2024, but here we are. It's AJ Styles. He told him to watch the bass in his voice when he talks to him. Styles said they're not fighting just Reigns, but they're also fighting each other. Knight sarcastically thanks Styles. Thank you, man. Thank you for explaining the match to me. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. LA Knight said he'll pin Roman Reigns to become the champion, and then he'll walk over everybody's body. LA Knight said everyone will be saying his name, LA Knight. Yeah. Styles heard enough. We got a brawl between him and LA Knight. Aldis tried to break them apart. Other officials came out. Styles broke free. More fighting ensued back in the ring while everybody was brawling. Heyman was smiling and enjoying what he was seeing here. Orton, he walks over to Paul Heyman, grabs the microphone. He grabs his tie. He takes his tie, twirls it around, and he pulls him in, almost choking him. And he sees what Heyman is trying to do, and it won't work. He said later he's going to drop Solo and beat him in the middle of this ring. One, two, three. He said after that, he's going to reintroduce Roman Reigns to the three most dangerous letters in all of sports entertainment. R-K-O. Randy Orton left Heyman. He spared Paul Heyman. And he left the ring. I thought this was a good enough segment to get the contract stuff over with. Obviously, with the contract signings, they always lead to some brawl or a fight or someone going through a table. So we got LA Knight AJ Styles brawling, but Randy Orton delivered his message to Paul Heyman and to Roman Reigns. He will deliver an RKO and win the world championship. That is not happening. But I thought this was an effective segment. I thought it was fun. Everybody played their roles well. And Nick Aldis, he looks the part, he sounds the part, he feels the part, he looks great. He continues to just thrive in the general manager position. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite parts of Friday Night SmackDown. And that says a lot, being that he's just an authority figure. I do wonder if this is the year we see Nick Aldis shed that suit and get in the ring for WWE. I don't know what they do with him, but it certainly feels like he's getting way too involved to a point where it just feels like someone's going to call him out and he's going to have to get involved in just, you know, instead of just doing the general manager position. Feels like he's getting involved in a little bit more than just wearing suits and making matches. We'll see what happens there, but I thought this was an effective enough segment and it did the deed to set the table for the Fatal 4-Way for the Universal Heavyweight Championship at the Royal Rumble. Santos Escobar 
He teamed with Angel and Humberto. They have their names shortened officially. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo against Carlito, Joaquin Wilde, and Cruz Del Toro. This went about nine minutes. Six-man tag team match here. The LWO versus Legato. Del Fantasma. You know, I am still interested in this feud. I don't know where it's going to go. Obviously, it'll pick up when Rey Mysterio gets back. But I would be lying to you guys if I told you I was completely and thoroughly invested in what was going on here. I genuinely feel like Santos has cooled off. And after that incredible promo he cut, after he turned on Rey Mysterio, I feel like he hasn't really been able to keep that flame and keep that heat ignited. Now, maybe it's just me. But I do find that, you know, this, this turmoil here between the LWO and this new legato, I, I don't know where exactly it's going. I feel like we're kind of treading water here with it. Not that the matches are bad, but I just feel like they're just too boring and too formulaic for my life. There's nothing new here. There's nothing generating any excitement. I don't know. WWE did a tag team match last week. We had Angel and Humberto against Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro. Now this week, we got Santos, Angel, and Humberto against Carlito Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro. Now, next week, we got Santos versus Carlito. It just feels very formulaic, man. I feel like we're just going through the stages. It's not really igniting anything. And we're just waiting for Rey Mysterio to get back. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But if Rey's coming back, it should be any week now. I, honestly, I don't know how long he was scheduled to be out. Maybe he... Maybe he makes it back by the Royal Rumble, and then maybe we kickstart things with Rey Mysterio eliminating Santos Escobar from the Royal Rumble. Or maybe Andrade. Maybe Andrade finds him, himself involved in this. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the spark this feud needs, but it's something. But right now, it's fine for what it was. It's just, if you watch WWE programming... Every six-man tag team match feels the same. That's exactly what this was. Angel and Carlito started the match. Angel took Carlito's knee out. Carlito rebounded, chopped Angel down. Del Toro then tagged in, traded blows with Angel. We go to a commercial break with Escobar, staring at the baby faces. This was Del Toro and Wilde completing stereo dives onto Angel and Humberto. Escobar did not like that. So we go to commercial break with Escobar staring at all three of the baby faces. We get back from break. The Legato boys were in control. Angel landed an assisted neck breaker. Escobar tagged in and Humberto and Angel threw Joaquin Wilde onto Escobar's knee in a nice triple team. Angel tagged in, started going at it with Wilde before Humberto tagged back in and slowed the match down with a chin lock. Not really what we need to see, but that's what he did. Wilde eventually worked his way out of it, hit a spike DDT. Carlito received the hot tag. 
He ran wild with some basic maneuvers, closed lines, a chop. Carlito slammed Humberto. Escobar broke things up. Things then broke down. We got a bunch of super kicks being traded amongst everybody. Escobar got the blind tag after Carlito hit the backstabber. Escobar ran into the ring and rolled Carlito up for the win because Carlito did not see Escobar make that tag. And he, well, he didn't really cheat. He snuck a victory for Legato del Fantasma. That's basically it. I mean, I don't know what else you guys want me to say. We're just waiting for Rey Mysterio, just like we're all waiting for the Royal Rumble. We're, we're waiting for Rey Mysterio to be placed back into this storyline so that we can start building towards Rey versus Santos at the at the uh, at WrestleMania. And hopefully Rey being in the Royal Rumble may be eliminating Santos. I don't know. I wonder if Andrade is going to be paired with Legado del Fantasma. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where they place him and what type of creative they have for him coming on in. Because he's going to be there. He's going to be in the Rumble. And I'm very excited about him coming back, man. We love Andrade. Kayla Braxton. She interviewed Pretty Dead. Lee. Pretty Deadly. That's their name. Pretty, pretty Deadly. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, Kayla interviewed pretty deadly. They were brimming with confidence. They said they spent the past week studying their opponents. And there will not be any surprises this week. They said they've never been better prepared. So we got the same match we got last week. Last week it was Butch and Tyler Bay against pretty deadly. Elton, Prince, and Kit Wilson. This week, it's Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate versus Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. I want to say this right out of the gate, man. I love Tyler Bate. I think Tyler Bate is fucking awesome. I think Tyler Bate's great. I don't know what WWE is doing with those tag team titles, but I think Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne would make one hell of a tag team to go after those tag team titles. That is, that is if WWE eventually splits the titles and we get one championship on Raw and one championship on SmackDown. We don't really know yet what the plan is. Supposedly, new belts are made, and they haven't unveiled them as of yet. But we got this match, and I think the team of Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne is excellent. Now, WrestleVotes actually put out a report this evening about... Pete Dunn and the name change from Butch. So last week, during a pre-produced vignette on SmackDown, Butch was accompanied by Tyler Bate. They were sitting at a restaurant or a coffee shop drinking coffee. During the segment, Butch said the Brawling Brutes were no more. They were a thing of the past. And Bate said he had to make a name for himself. The Brawling Brutes are no more, and that version of you is gone. We need a name. Who are you now? Fightful has confirmed that a name change back to Pete Dunne has long been discussed, with one source in WWE telling Corey Brennan over at Fightful it's exactly what it looks like. 
We're told at this time of Butch's name being changed from Butch to Pete Dunne, it got some of the heaviest pushback in recent WWE memory. So when they changed Pete Dunne to Butch, there was a lot of blowback from WWE internally. At least one WWE source that we spoke to said of it, it wasn't even that it was a bad name. The name was okay, Butch. The name was okay. It was fine. But there already was a Butch, an actual wrestler named Butch, in our Hall of Fame. Luke and Butch of the Bushwhackers are in the Hall of Fame. You know, you may not want to hear what we have going on here. But if there's one thing that we do here, it's always truth and upfront and honest. The reason why Pete Dunne had his name changed is because Triple H built Pete Dunne. Triple H nurtured Pete Dunne. He coddled Pete Dunne as one of the, I don't want to say one of the integral parts of black and gold, but Pete Dunne was black and gold through and through. This guy, basically, he was NXT UK until Walter Gunther won the championship from him. He was always black and gold. He was a product of Triple H. He was a product of William Regal. So when he got called up to the main roster, I mean, at that point, it was time. But what has a Pete done to Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard? Who is that? They don't give a shit about Pete Dunne. Do you want to know why they changed the name? It's easy. To get back at Triple H, to make Triple H feel and look inferior, to change something that was successful under his administration, to ruin it on theirs. He was never the same. He acted like a fucking cartoon character. He was like Scrappy-Doo. They put him in a paper boy outfit. They had him basically barking like a fucking dog out there. They made him an embarrassment. They turned the, they turned the bruiser weight into Scrappy-fucking-Doo. All that was missing was Scooby Snacks. It's exactly what they did. Vince McMahon looked to kill everything that Triple H created in NXT. They knew it was never going to go anywhere. Imagine being stuck with that name for the duration of your career. Butch. Yeah, I could really see that on the fucking WrestleMania marquee. Butch. They pigeonholed him so far into a fucking hole that he was never going to find proper ventilation to breathe. Butch. Now, now he's Pete Dunne. Now he's the bruiserweight. Now I could see Pete Dunne going after the United States Championship. Now I could see Pete Dunne going after the Intercontinental Championship. Now I could see Pete Dunne on the WrestleMania marquee. And he got a great reaction for it. But when you guys want to know why things were fucked up then and now are being changed back to what they were, because Vince is not there anymore. Triple H is there. Good on them. 
Everybody knew it fucking sucked. And they just let it be because what are you going to do? Tell Vince no? Tell Vince he's wrong? Hey, Vince, the name sucks. I think we need to change it back. It's never going to happen. The Brawling Brutes were great. But this name change is going to do wonders for Pete Dunne. Wonders. This tag team with Tyler Bates is going to do wonders for Pete Dunne. Love it. They went about seven minutes. I mean, we've seen this match last week. I mean, if you watch last week's match, it's the same fucking thing. The most important thing here is that Pete Dunne got his fucking name back. So we got a commercial break. And we come back from break and pretty deadly is in control. Elton Prince had control of bait. They kept Pete Dunne on the outside. Tyler Bate grounded in the middle of the ring. Kit Wilson tagged in. He landed a gut buster on Tyler Bate. Wilson leapt at Bate. Bate caught Wilson, suplexed him. Dunn got the hot tag, and he fired up with a German suplex, a stomp on Kit Wilson's hands. Pete Dunn then kicked Prince and uh, suplexed Prince onto Wilson. An X-plex, it was, onto Kit Wilson. Dunn ran at Prince, but Prince kicked Dunn. Bate then tagged in and punched Elton Prince and clothesline Wilson. Dunn then tagged in again, did the finger spot on Prince before hitting his bitter end finish on Elton Prince for the one, two, three. Easy. He got a great reaction. Crowd was into it. Awesome. After the match was over, pretty deadly was shown walking backstage. They ran into Kayla Braxton. Wilson was yelling that they weren't ready. Prince said they were prepared for Butch. But who was that out there? They went and find uh, they went and found a new guy. We don't know who that was. I genuinely laughed at that. I thought that was hilarious. Now, last week it was Butch. I don't know who this was this week. I don't know why I found that so funny. It's Pete Dunn. Everybody knows who Pete Dunn is. They kept yelling and they were walking away just perplexed at who this guy was. Kevin Owens. Going into hour two here. Kevin Owens. He's got the KO show. And his guest is Logan Paul. Logan Paul, man. In Atlanta on the KO show. KO's in the middle of the ring. He introduced Logan as his guest. Logan made his way out. He said, Owens is the reason he is a wrestler in WWE. (coughs) Bullshit. Sorry, I'm getting over a bug. Got a little bit of a a little bit of a nasal drip, man. Sorry. Um, he said he came prepared with a clip. Roll the tape. They showed Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. No, not Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn's not there anymore. They didn't show. (laughs) I got the fucking hiccups now. See? Now I got the hiccups. Gave myself the fucking hiccups. No more Kevin Dunn. No more. <laughs> what? Roll the clip. They showed Kevin Owens giving him a stunner at WrestleMania in 2021. Logan said that embarrassment inspired him 
KO said he didn't remember doing that because unlike Logan, he's been in wrestling for decades and has done too much to remember something like that. I'm sure KO remembers that. That's a pretty big deal. And it happened at a WrestleMania. Logan says he didn't hear anything he said. Logan says he's an innovator, a maverick, a boxer, an entrepreneur, and all these other things he was talking about. Owen says he's heard Logan insult him for his weight, but he's a real wrestler unlike Logan Paul. He said Logan has become the United States champion, but he got an advantage because of his status. Now, you know, I could sit here and go over exactly who you are and really go into what you really are, but I can't do that here, man. We got to follow the rules. Then he says Logan Paul is protected, Logan Paul is coddled. So I can't say everything I want to say about you. He basically said, uh, Logan Paul's a little baby. Treat him like a little baby. He said, there's not anything Logan can dish out to him that he can't get up from. K.O. said he heard him threaten to sue him if he wore his cast, so he vowed not to wear it at their match at the Royal Rumble. Kevin Owens is a good guy. Not going to wear the cast. You know what? Just for tonight, I'll even take it off if that makes you feel better, he said. So he took it off. As soon as he took it off, Logan Paul gave him a right hand right to the jaw. KO, knocked out, gets up. Logan was celebrating. Owens then slammed, or Logan uh, then slammed Owens' injured arm into the ring post. And Logan stood on the ring steps, held up his belt, Some little girl in the crowd was holding up a sign that said, Logan Paul is prime time. You get it? Because he's got prime energy drink. He's prime time. That's great, man. I wonder how long it took to come up with that one. It's a great sign. He acknowledged it. And then he yelled down at Kevin Owens. You see that, Kevin? I'm prime time. It's going to be a good match, man. That's taking place at the Royal Rumble on Saturday next week. I think Logan Paul and Kevin Owens is going to be a low-key banger for the United States title. Logan Paul is not losing, but I I think they'll deliver a fine match. I think it's going to be um, something that is going to take Logan Paul and these 60 or 70 days or so of uh, him being the United States champion and, and really kind of make him work. You know, I think all the days that he's missed so far... You know, they're, they're going to really make him work. Kevin Owens is going to make him work at the Royal Rumble. I think it's going to be good. What Logan Paul should be doing at WrestleMania, I don't really know what they have him do. I don't. You know, I, I've mentioned L.A. Knight. I've mentioned L.A. Knight and Logan Paul for the United States Championship. Are they going to pivot to that? I don't know. I mean, they got L.A. Knight kind of mixing it up in the main event scene. He's mixing it up with Randy Orton. He's got... This going on with AJ Styles. I mean, going from that to the United States Championship almost seems like a downgrade. Or they're bringing Carmelo Hayes to SmackDown a little bit more and more lately. Maybe we get Carmelo Hayes versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship at WrestleMania. Could be a possibility. So keep an eye on that, man. Carmelo Hayes was on tonight's show. He's got a match with Austin Theory and a rematch from last week. Thank God both guys are all right. That was a scary-looking spot. Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory are going to go back at it for a second time on SmackDown next week, right before the Royal Rumble. 
Just keep an eye on that United States Championship. If LA Knight does not get placed in that match with Logan Paul for the United States Championship, like everybody predicted at WrestleMania, it could very well be Carmelo Hayes for the United States Championship. And I would be okay with that. I would totally be fine with that. I think that would be uh, one hell of a spot for Carmelo Hayes right out of the gate coming up from NXT. See what happens. Katana Chance and Caden Carter. They defended the Women's Tag Team Championships against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Tony Brown, where are you, bro? Isla Dawn was on TV. I know you were uh, very pleased with the meat on this show tonight, Tony Brown. My God, my VIP, Tony Brown. This match really didn't go uh, long at all, man. They gave the ladies three minutes. Three minutes tonight. Not much of a match at all. Poor Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. They're better than that. Bailey was on commentary for this match. The rest of Damage Control was out there as well. Obviously, they're eyeing the Women's Tag Team Championship. Kind of feel bad for all these ladies involved, man. They didn't give them no time at all. Hopefully, we get more time next week when Katana and Kaden defend against the Kabuki Warriors. Damage control, like I said, was at ringside. Bailey was on commentary. And Katana eventually tagged in after starting the match. Uh, did Kaden. Katana ch- uh, tagged in. Tried to fire things back up by working over Isla Dawn. Uh, all this broke down as all four women started brawling. Alba Fire tagged in and traded some roll-ups and pin attempts with Kaden. Carter landed a destroyer on Alba Fire, which looked great. From the apron inside the ring. And then Carter and Chance hit their keg stand finish, which I think looks great. They nailed it tonight. One, two, three. And the team of Caden and Katana retain the Women's Tag Team Championships. Not much to this at all, like I said. Very, very short and very basic. After the match, Asuka and Kairi Sane entered the ring and had possession of the Women's Tag Team Championships. Katana Chance and Kata Carter yanked them away, and there was a stare down for all four ladies. Next week, the match is booked. Hopefully, it gets at least four times the time that this got this week. You want to make something of those Tag Team Championships? Let's start seeing some work rate. Seriously. You're not going to get Katana and Kaden over, and you're not going to get the titles over in three minutes. Give me a fucking break. If you want a surefire way for me not to care about these ladies, then that's the way to do it. Moving on. I don't know. Additionally, let me say this. I don't know if Kaden and Katana are going to lose those titles next week. It's, it very well looks like. I don't know why Asuka and Kyrie would lose next week. Seems like Asuka and Kyrie are going to win the tag team championships, and Kaden and Carter, or Kaden and Katana, Kaden and Carter, Kaden, Carter, and Katana Chance have a feeling they're going to be transitional champions. Not a really good look there. So they had them defend the championships on Raw, had them defend the championships on SmackDown tonight, and now we'll defend the tag team championships next week. So they've had two successful title defenses. That's enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll drop the titles next week. Yeah, two, two title defenses 
I think you're ready to drop, man. You think defending the championship after just winning it twice is, is enough to, you know what, let's pass it on. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, man. Moving on. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Meachin spoke to Styles backstage. Gallows said they will still watch his back. AJ turned and left without acknowledging or approving what Luke Gallows said. Oh, boy. Looks like the OC is dead. Not that I really care because AJ's better on his own. Meachin should definitely be on her own. She's very good. And the OC... Gallows and Anderson, I feel like they lost their stat, man. They're just there. They could be a solid tag team if WWE gets their fucking act together. Hopefully they do. We got a vignette with the final testament. That's Karrion Cross, the authors of Pain, and Paul Ellering. And Scarlet. Can't forget Scarlet. Cross said they are the disruptors and it costs them the opportunities that go to people like Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Next week, they come face to face with the pride, Bobby Lashley, Montez Ford, and Angelo Dawkins. Great. Nothing's really happened yet. Hopefully we kick this feud and get this feud started and it starts really good. Because it's been vignette, vignette, vignette. And nothing else. Vignettes are great. But it's now time for action. Let's get these guys in the ring. Kathy Kelly. She interviewed Carmelo Hayes backstage. He said he and Austin Theory were fortunate to walk away from last week's match where Austin Theory had a minor concussion. But both guys walked away and survived. Theory and Grayson Waller walked in. Theory accused Hayes of trying to end his career. Carmelo challenged him next week to a rematch. Theory said, uh, no, I got things to do next week. I got a lot going on. Grayson Waller then volunteered and said, no, 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 he's got it. You'll wrestle Carmelo next week. So Grayson Waller is making matches for Austin Theory when Austin Theory doesn't really want any matches. Gotta stop doing that, he says. I don't know why they got Grayson Waller doing that, but if it's a tease to kind of separate them and break them up as a duo, I don't like it. I think Grayson Waller and Austin Theory should be one of those pairings that you keep together because they together are stronger. They have some purpose. They have some meaning together. And I think they'd make one hell of a tag team champion. But next week we get the rematch. And I think Carmelo is in the Royal Rumble, and I think Carmelo finds his home on SmackDown. Obviously, he's got to tie up things with Trick Williams first, but I do think he ends up on SmackDown, and I do think that him and Logan Paul at WrestleMania is a huge possibility. AJ Styles. He made his ring entrance, and he's going one-on-one with L.A. Knight. Now, this match was made out of the intro of the show because they ended up brawling during the contract signing. So we got this match signed, sealed, and delivered because of their hijinks in the open. 
LA Knight made his entrance, the bell rang, and this basically didn't really go anywhere. This ended in five minutes, and it went to a no contest because of Solo Sokoa. So they brawled to start the match. LA Knight ran Styles into the second turnbuckle. LA Knight followed up with a vertical suplex, and he went for a cover on AJ. He only got a two count. So they're both up. They trade shops. Styles won the chop war and then delivered a backbreaker to LA Knight. LA Knight fought back and slammed Styles for a two count. Styles then rolled to the outside, and LA Knight followed him only to run into a big knee from AJ. Styles threw Knight into the barricade. LA Knight returned the favor by dropping Styles over the barricade. Knight slammed Styles head onto the commentary table, and then all of a sudden, Jimmy Uso, who's wearing a no yeet t-shirt, he walks out. LA Knight addressed Uso. Uso backed off. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Get out of here. He walked away. It was all a distraction. When LA Knight returned to AJ Styles, Styles landed in Inzuguri on the outside right by the commentary table. And out of nowhere, Solo Sokoa appeared and gave LA Knight the Samoan spike. Solo ran Styles into the ring steps. Solo then hit the Samoan spike on AJ Styles. Solo grabbed the microphone and said, two down and now one to go. So it was his job. He already promised Roman Reigns that he was going to take care of this earlier in the evening. He promised Roman, this is my fault. Whatever happened last week was my fault. I'm going to fix this. This is the reason why you made me the heir to the tribal chief. So we took out LA Knight. He took out AJ Styles. And now he's got a one-on-one match with Randy Orton. This was the main event. Not really a main event. It was more of a setup angle to get Roman Reigns to sign the contract. This was basically the amount of time that we got between these two matches. It should have been Randy and Solo in one match. But they split the main event. I don't know. If you you think about it, I kind of like it. They split the main event into two separate matches. And they gave it half the time. They gave you LA Knight and AJ Styles. Both men are a part of the Royal Rumble Fatal 4-Way. Let them get their business taken care of. Solo Sokoa interferes and takes out both of those guys because of Roman Reigns. He promised Roman Reigns he was going to do the deed. And then we get Randy Orton and Solo Sokoa. And then at the end of this, he tried to take out Randy as well. And they almost succeeded. So we got an unadvertised match with LA Knight and AJ Styles, which should have been Randy and Solo Sokoa. But we got two main events tonight that kind of played into one big grand aspect. It's not bad. It just is just very basic, very formulaic for WWE, you know, very Vince-like. So Solo was in control early. He hit a hip attack on Randy Orton. Randy Orton rolled to the outside. Solo rammed Orton onto the commentary table and ran Orton into the ring steps. Solo posed and we go to a commercial break. We get back from break. And Randy Orton suplexed Solo onto the commentary table. Table did not break. Solo bounced back, landed a few strikes, and rolled Orton into the ring. From there, Orton hit a draping DDT. He started to fire up the crowd. Jimmy Uso walked back out to the ringside area. But LA Knight attacked Uso from behind. Uso tried to leave, but Styles also attacked Uso as well. 
Back inside the ring, Orton hit the RKO and pinned Solo Sokoa based off all this distraction on the outside. After the match, Orton, Styles, and Knight were all in the ring. They were all talking to each other. Knight, all of a sudden, absolutely wallops Styles with a right hand. Orton RKO'd Knight and mocked Knight's catchphrase. Orton then RKO'd Styles. He then posed, but then Roman Reigns appeared out of nowhere and Superman punched Orton to stand tall. And this was basically the way the end of the show was concluding. He looked over at Nick Aldis. He was standing at ringside with the contract that Roman Reigns did not sign. Roman gives me one of these, or gives Aldis rather, one of these. Come over here. Hand me the contract. He then opens the contract, signs the contract, and then drops it on the floor outside right by Nick Aldis's feet. Reigns then geared up to spear Randy Orton, but instead, out of nowhere, mid-spear, Randy Orton RKO'd the Tribal Chief, and the show went off the air with Randy Orton standing tall after an RKO to Roman Reigns. Tell me Randy Orton's not winning the title without telling me Randy Orton is not winning the championship. He got his RKO on Roman Reigns. That's it. You only get one. You may get one more in the Rumble, but you ain't winning. You ain't winning that world championship. But this was not the go-home show. This was not the go-home show. Maybe next week, one of the other guys gets one over on the Tribal Chief. Maybe it's Styles. Maybe it's LA Knight. They're going to do everything in their power to think or make you think that Roman Reigns is at an unfair advantage. The match is no DQ. The match opens itself up to play right into the bloodline's hands. How have they won every match before this? The same way you know how. Interference. If it's not Jimmy, it's Solo. If it's not Solo, it's Jimmy. If it's not either one of them, it's Paul Heyman. Roman's going to win. And Roman was laid out tonight. That really doesn't mean anything. Next week, I'm sure he'll get laid out. Doesn't mean much of anything. Roman walks out of Tampa with the World Heavyweight Championship. Simple. Told you, SmackDown, there was nothing, there was nothing really substantial on SmackDown. Nothing. Just felt like an empty show. It's just there. I pray that after the Royal Rumble, we get... We, we get something. We're going to have to get something. I mean, the Elimination Chamber is setting up to be a huge show. But right now, I just feel like, you know, SmackDown especially, it, it just feels empty. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, it, it's a good show. It's not bad. Just boring. I want more. I want more excitement. I want more fulfilling stories. You know, we're, we're moving things along but it feels like we're moving things along at a snail's pace. There's no excitement when the show goes off the air. It's like, all right, yeah, whatever. It's two hours, mindless two hours of wrestling. Got the Royal Rumble on Saturday, though. It's whatever I was waiting for. Can't wait for the Rumble, man. It's going to be good. Anyway, guys, thank you so very much for all of your support. I'd love if you can continue to get those Super Chats in, man. The more you get in, the longer I'm here. I got nothing to do tonight. Get them on in. We'll hang out in just a second. But first, I want to make sure you guys are aware. Tonight's sponsor is Magic Mind. 
You're going to go to magicmind.com slash J-A-N-J-D from N-Y, and you're going to use that code J-D-N-Y. You're going to get three-month subscription. You're going to subscribe for three months and get one month free, and then you're going to use my promo code, and you're going to take an additional 20% off. So here are my friends tonight sponsoring the podcast right here on Off The Script, my friends over at Magic Mind. Guys, I got a confession to make. I am a huge coffee connoisseur. I am. I love coffee. I love a good cup of coffee. It's my kryptonite, actually. But I've come to realize that caffeine doesn't actually give you energy. It blocks the adenosine neuroreceptors in your brain and the neuroreceptors that tell you that you're tired. When the receptors unblock, one to three hours later, you experience what they call caffeine crash. Now, the matcha in Magic Mind prevents the full blocking of receptors, Reach for giving the you sc- sustainable energy without a crash. I have looked for alternatives for a very long time, man, and Magic Mind fell into my lap, and it was basically love at first sight. I love this little green bottle. I drink it in the morning. I drink it before I go live to give you guys the best podcast in the entire wrestling community. I drink it before I go to the gym to give me that little extra boost I need when I'm doing my workouts. This little green bottle has helped me fix and improve in several areas of my life. No more procrastination. I'm more focused. I get more done during the day without that midday nap or that midday crashing. No more anxiety. I cut back on the coffee, now back down to normal levels. These are the benefits that I've noticed by using Magic Mind for almost a month, and clearly you see that I love it. Half of this box, this is my second box, is already gone. Now, if you guys are going through the same thing that I'm going through, I would absolutely recommend to you that you try Magic Mind. And only this January, Magic Mind is going to help you gear up to crush your 2024 New Year's resolutions by being fully focused. Listen to this. You can get one month for free when subscribing for three months on their website. That's right. Get one month for free at magicmind.com slash J-A-N-J-D from N-Y. Once again, that's magicmind.com slash J-A-N-J-D from N-Y. And use my promo code J-D-N-Y. It's an extra 20% off, which gets you 75% off. This only lasts until the end of January, so hurry up before it all goes away. And I want to thank Magic Mind for once again supporting the podcast right here on Off The Script. Man, I want to thank my friends over at Magic Mind for all of the supports here on Off The Script. Yes, them boys. Reach for the sky, man. Drink some Magic Mind. You'll be reaching for the sky as well. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. We got a big extra coming tomorrow, man. We're going to talk about this Seth Rollins injury. It's a devastating blow to the WrestleMania plans, man. Hoping it's not as serious come Monday. We'll see if he relinquishes the title or if he will remain the champion going into WrestleMania. Should be interesting on Monday.
hit that thumbs up, guys. Let's try for 750 likes today on the show. And once again, thank you to Magic Mind for sponsoring the show right here on OTS. Who was number one in the venue tonight, man? Michael Krause with a $2 super chat. Keep up the great work. Forget the haters, bro. Yeah, man, there's a lot of haters out there. You know what? I, I, I was talking to... Uh, I was talking to Drew about it, and, and I explained to him, you know, they'll never admit it. It's all jealousy. All these creators, you know, I know they don't they don't like me for one particular reason, you know. I'm loud. They probably think I'm obnoxious, but, man, do we know what we're doing here? We look great. We sound great. There's nobody that's at our level right now that's looking this good, sounding this good. We're, we're just at the top of the fucking game here. They don't like that. You know, everybody is fucking straight and narrow. They're straight edge. They don't like the fact that I can come on here and basically say and do whatever the fuck I want. I don't really work for a publication or a dirt sheet, so I don't I don't have any allegiances to anybody. All of these people, they want to rub elbows with all these performers, man. They want they want to be friends. They want to they want to fit in, you know? I don't give a shit about fitting in. You like me? Great. You don't like me? Fuck off. I don't give a shit. I'm going to come on here and do what I got to do anyway. But they don't like that. They don't like that I can come on here and do and say as I want. Obviously, I got to I got to stay within boundaries. Right? But they don't understand. They don't understand that we have a great fucking thing here. They don't know. What they don't they what they can't understand, they, they're just gonna hate, you know? They're gonna hate what they don't understand or what they 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 don't get. It sucks. You know, it's it's not fair. Everybody preaches, oh, they gotta be straight and straight and narrow. You know, you know, they, they think that by doing good. And by preaching positivity and being great and happy, equality, exclusiveness, and all this other fucking bullshit. How many, how many of you guys want to listen to shit like that, man? You're, the reason why we're so popular is because we're open, we're honest, we're upfront, we're real. You know, I may be loud at times, but what you get is me. What you get is me turned up to a 12, sometimes it's a 13. You come to the meet and greets. You see how calm, cool, and collect I am. I'm not loud, I'm not obnoxious. What you get here is basically what you get in person. You know? So they don't like us because they don't have what we have. They don't like us because they want what we have and they don't understand why we have it. Because they think what they're doing is the way to go, man. And they're upset at that. That's why. All these people, every single fucking one of them, I'm not even going to mention names. They're all, they're all like, you know, why does he have, why, why does he have 8,000 people watching him on a fucking pay-per-view? I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking good at what I do. Maybe if you were less of a pussy, 
maybe people would see, you know, honest, upfront content, man. The more positive you're, all, you're, you're gonna be, man, people see right through that shit. You know, people see right through that. You can't see through me because what you see is what you get. In person and on here. On here, I'm only at a 13. In person, I'm, a, I'm like a four. I don't like being loud. I don't like being confrontational. But I can get to do that here because you guys enjoy. It's YouTube. You come here to be entertained. Half of these fucking creators, they don't really grasp YouTube, man. You're on TV. You're a creator. You got a show. Entertain. If I want to go here, positivity. I'll go turn on Sesame Street. Fucking stupid. But that's it. What do you want me to tell you? Lunar Guardian with 17 months. With Seth freaking Rollins out. Who's your favorite to become the world's heavyweight champion? Drew McIntyre. Michael Krause with a one month. From a friend to a friend. OTS is the best place to be. People are always going to hate. Even more when you're winning. Have a great weekend, bro. Michael, thank you so much, brother. I wish it would stop fucking snowing. I'd like to see some temperatures reach the 40s instead of the 20s, but we'll get there. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Your favorite Royal Rumble match. Mine is 2007. Joseph, how long have you been with me, brother? Joseph, are you new around here, man? Chat, what's my favorite year Royal Rumble? What is my favorite Royal Rumble match of all time? The OGs know. Why don't you know, Joseph? You're very... You're worrying me, Joseph. You're worrying me, bro. I like that hologram. The power of positivity. Guys, I, I, I am I am vastly I am vastly disappointed in the people that said 1993. 1992 is my favorite Royal Rumble. 1993 was great too. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like the ending, but I thought it was a great Royal Rumble. 1992 is the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. There will never be another Royal Rumble better than that. Route the Well with a $5 Super Chat. Going to be in Tampa for my first pay-per-view. I can't wait. It'll be a damn good show. We're due for a good Rumble. JD, do you know yet if you'll be there? Yes, Route the Well. I will not. I will be in New York live right here on the post show. Fantasy Kid with 24 months. Thank you, Fantasy Kid. The golden microphone looks good on me. Found out this morning I'm going to Revolution. Can't wait. Fantasy Kid, that's going to be a great show, man. Enjoy yourself. And thank you for 24 months, man. Jason Barker, thank you once again, brother, for the $100 Super Chat. Really appreciate your generosity. 
Michelle with a $2 super chat. Maybe now we can see Solo break away from Roman. Uh, it could be a possibility. I don't, I don't know. I, I do think that Roman needs to lose to Cody and he needs to lose it clean. That's what I think. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 super chat. Taco crew for life. Yeah, they're all right over there, man. It's a, it's a good crew over there. They're not OTS VIPs, but I mean, uh, I mean, most of them are, actually. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, 80% of Jesse's taco crew are OTS VIPs. Bell Raynette with a $10 super chat. Thank you, Bell. Uh, hey, JD, I'm hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst as far as Rollins goes. But if there's a shot he could be at Manny, I personally don't want to see him wrestle until April 6th. Uh, Bell, uh, you know, I'm the type of person that always expects the worst in anything. But um, Rollins may come out and surprise us and say he's not relinquishing the title. But we're going to go over all of the different aspects in tomorrow's video. Danny Medeiros. If I fucked up your name, brother, I apologize. New member. Danny, what the fuck you drinking? Summer history with $10 Super Chat. What do you think of Rock vs. Roman as the first match of night one at WrestleMania 40 and Rollins vs. Punk will still get their main event of night one of WrestleMania 40? Rock and Roman going on first. I mean, listen. Summer history, it's a possibility because Roman either opens or closes. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. But Rock, Roman, and then Roman, Cody. It's an option. Or they don't want to do the double banger main event. They'll just do a triple threat match. Rock, Cody, and Roman. But I don't like that because what the fuck does Cody have to do with The Rock? Better better question is how are we going to get The Rock into the WrestleMania main event? Does he got to win something? Does he just insert himself because of who he is after Cody won the Royal Rumble? El Mulatto with a $9.99 and then a $4.99. What's up, JD? I was live at the show. It was a good one. After the show, Jay Uso had a dark match with Balor. Cody had one with Nakamura. And after winning, cut a promo. That's pretty cool, El Mulatto. I'm glad you went to the show, man. Had a good time. Dom Wapo with a $5 super chat. Hey, brother, hope your night is going well. I am truly excited for the Royal Rumble this year. I know it's a long shot, but I hope Okada shows up as a surprise. Uh, Dom Wapo, if Okada was to be in the Royal Rumble, he would have to get clearance from New Japan as his contract ends at the end of the month. 
But I don't think Okada goes to WWE. I think he ends up in AEW. Tony Khan's already cryptically tweeted twice now about it. One yesterday and one tonight. Hollywood guy with a $5 super chat. Give Ranallo his money, damn it. I love Moro. I love that man. I wish he would come back. Jarray Wells with a $1 super chat. Put it in the tip jar, Jarray. Tip your bartender. Sue Childress with a $5 super chat. JD, people jealous. Don't change. You're just a truth teller, and they can't be because they're cowards. I'm watching you drinking a hot drink because it's 17 degrees here. Peace. Sue, that is awful. Right now, it is... Uh, 24 degrees where I am. It's awful. I long for the sun and warmer days. Brandon James with the two. My grandmother passed away last Sunday. Brandon, I'm very sorry to hear that. Thoughts and prayers go to Brandon, man. In the chat, prayer emojis. Ricardo Little with a $5 super chat. I say Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania. No rock until he costs Roman the title at WrestleMania 40. That kicks off rock versus Roman at SummerSlam. Watch out, Ricardo. All the people that, uh, all the geeks that say, well, you can only do that match at WrestleMania because it's the biggest match ever. Sure. And Chris with a 499. What's up, JD? Great post show as always. Rollins is going to kick off Raw Monday night to address his health. I hope he can main event night one with CM Punk. Me too. I hope so. I hope it's not the worst of the worst here. Summer history with a $10 super chat. Who do you think will be the biggest surprise in the Rumble? Women's and men's rumble match. P.S. Trey loves your cameos. You made for him the jujitsu king, your future bodyguard. He's got a job waiting for him, Summer History. He's got a job waiting for him at the venue. Um, Biggest surprise in the men's rumble match. I don't think there's going to be any blow-away surprises, to be quite honest with you. I think maybe a Braun Breaker or... Uh, Someone along those lines from NXT. I don't think there's going to be a big surprise. Women's surprise. I'm. Uh, I said this once before. I'm going to say it again. I think we see AJ Lee. I think we see AJ Lee. Jericho, eighty-one thirty-one with a ten-dollar super jet. If Punk wins the Rumble, how would you go about getting Cody to Roman at Mania since they're on different shows? Also, big respect to you for staying authentic in spite of the hate you get. Keep going. Thank you, Jericho. Um, if Punk wins the Rumble, again, it all depends on what Rollins does with the world title. If the title's vacated, is the, is the title going to be on the line in the Royal Rumble? Is the title going to be defended or contested for inside the chamber? I, I don't know. I think, I think now... If Rollins is not wrestling at WrestleMania, I think Cody wins the Rumble. 
Other than that, I don't know what else to tell you. Chris with a 499. Also, daily reminder, folks, in the OTS venue, tippy bartenders, let me at him. Let me at him, Scoob! Hashtag OTS for life. Chris, thank you so very much, man. Guys, thank you very much for all of your support. Appreciate you guys, as always. We're about to get out of here, man. Gonna wrap up the night. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And make sure you guys go and check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up as well. As always, very important. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow for more extra right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.